Hi guys, it's Danny here with Rob again, and today we're answering another one of our questions from one of our listeners. Wait, ADHD affects my emotions? Um, yeah, the reason I said it was because they phrased it in that way. Um, and yeah, no, this is this is a question I get surprisingly often um, because a lot of people don't realize that yeah, no, ADHD affects our emotions. Um, in fact, it's called emotional dysregulation, which is a part of executive dysfunction. If you don't know what executive dysfunction is, I think there's one of my older episodes. Uh, check my playlist or something. Um, so yeah, what is emotional dysregulation? Um, oh yeah, no, Rob's there as well. I hope you weren't trying to say something, Rob. I <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm good. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, emotional dysregulation basically means we struggle with feeling um kind of realizing understanding what we're feeling and most importantly dealing with our emotions so you can start feeling frustrated and not even realize it and it could take you until you know you start getting really really upset and really overstimulated and um what's that word frustrated yeah you know like when the frustration gets super built up and it's only then after things are spiraled to like really bad proportions then you realize uh this this is all part of emotional dysregulation yeah it's really hard to be objective about your emotions sometimes especially when they kind of bubble up and you don't realize that they've been there all along i had this problem i think i, I mentioned this in a previous episode where I was very frustrated because of the place that I was living. It was a very small, tight, crowded space. And I was just having these small pieces of frustration every time I would, you know, go to the kitchen or get something out of my bedroom or something like that, just because you didn't really realize it. And this, this frustration builds up, these negative emotions build up. You don't really realize that. And then that makes you unable to regulate them properly. It's just part of the, this, emotional deregulate dysregulation um that adhd comes with it's it's not so fun is it danny no 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 it really isn't um it's it's i would i would argue it's it's one of the one of the things we have to kind of learn to deal with first because it makes you very hesitant to try out new things um so you guys might have heard of rsd uh rejection sensi sensitivity dysphoria uh, which is basically the name given to the rejection sensitivity aspect of ADHD. So basically, we're more sensitive to negative feedback, criticism, things like that. It, it really hurts us. And the reason for that is because of emotional dysregulation. Uh, someone says something, you know, what we perceive as being mean or hurtful. And we kind of like obsess about it. It, it affects us really personally. And we struggle, you know, kind of like processing it getting through it, managing it. And yeah, it, it, it really, really hurts us. And, you know, because of this tendency to not be able to deal with our emotions, it makes it really hard for us to try new things um, because we fear failure. Uh, because failure feels bad and we don't know how to deal with feeling bad. So yeah, no, the emotional dysregulation really, really hinders us from... Uh, making progress, um, you know, literally because it, it makes it very difficult to want to try new things.
because you fear failure. Yeah, and there's also the aspect of that um, where you might get multiple emotions at once that are in your mind. Like I have a story, when I was at work, I work at a tech company and we would get messages from time to time from our customers that were just bugs or, our, or you know, our code or our software that we, we sent to them just wasn't working for some reason or had a bug. And I remember this one time distinctly where I got a message about such a bug and it was something that wasn't too difficult to fix and it wasn't really a big deal, but I had just got so frustrated because of receiving this problem that with the work that I had done and I couldn't, I, I remember this so distinctly because I was unable to fix the relatively easy problem because I was just so caught up in being frustrated. But at the same time, when I think back to that moment, I also had this feeling of kind of excitement because customers were using something that I personally had worked on. And the fact that they were reporting this bug meant they were using it. They were trying different things. They were trying different things with it that, you know, maybe other people didn't think about. So this was actually an exciting message to get. And I knew that in the moment, but it was so difficult for me to not get frustrated and not get angry at this relatively benign issue because I just couldn't regulate myself um, at that moment. So this is sorry. Uh, this is actually really interesting. Um, so this is one of the first times I've heard the story as well from Rob. <laughs> uh, we don't tend to practice these things because um, so, yeah, no, um, emotional dysregulation means we struggle dealing with emotions. Uh, a large part of this is also because of our normal executive function difficulties. So, you know, kind of like, um, you know, doing things basically uh, because uh, regulating emotions, managing emotions, dealing with emotions requires attention. <laughs> yep. You know, we have to kind of like focus on ourselves. However, one of the things with ADHD is that we can only really focus, really think about one thing at a time. Um, so, you know, when, when, when we're doing one thing, you know, we, we have to, we essentially get really, really into it. And if we get distracted from it, um, then we find it difficult to kind of get back into the previous thing because our brain struggles with, it's a thing called task switching. Yep. So switching from like one thing to another. Um, on what you just said, um, so yeah, no, it, it made me realize, yeah, um, emotions aren't, um, like they, they're not like, you know, you don't feel one emotion at a time, yep. you know, like if I was feeling, um, angry, it wouldn't just be, you know, pure anger. It would be angry. And then, you know, I would also be upset about whatever it was. Uh, maybe I was feeling sad as well. You know, there's, there's multiple levels to our emotions, but yeah, it, it's, as you said, because we have this difficulty kind of like looking at different angles, you know, we, we tend to look at things from like one specific angle and just like one thing at a time. We focus on, you know, like in your example, just the, um, the frustration, the annoyance. And it's really interesting because one of the ways I learned to kind of manage my stage fright was, so I had really, really bad stage fright. Whenever I got in front of a stage, uh, you know, in front of a crowd, even if it was a couple of people, I would freeze up. Uh, but I essentially told myself over and over, you know, um, this is an anxiety. This is excitement. You know, like your heart is beating faster because you like being in front of a crowd. And that's the thing. I actually do like being in front of a crowd. But at the same time, I also have stage fright. And I did this regularly. And over a period of like a time, time you know, maybe two years, 
did I say time? I meant <laughs> a year, maybe two years. Um, it it worked, and I would go up on stage for the first five minutes or so. I would feel anxious. Then I would tell myself, "You're not anxious. You're excited. You're excited." And then the anxiety the anxiety would melt away, and then I would be just like my natural normal self. Because yeah, no, it's it's as you said. Emotions. We don't feel one thing at a time. Emotions are multi layered. Often, because of emotional dysregulation and of our uh, focusing issues, we focus on just one of our attentions and just kind of run with it. Yep. And then, you know, yeah. Danny, has this ever happened to you where you have, you know, you have the stage fright, you have the anxiety and you have some other emotion there maybe as well. And then you end up feeling and going all in on an unexpected feeling. So you go up there and, and you think you're going to have stage fright, but it's actually great. And you're just excited and you can't even remember that you had stage fright. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's, I mean, uh, isn't that really similar to, you know, like when, when you're really struggling starting something and then you just kind of avoid it and you think, oh God, this is going to be really, really difficult. But then you do it and it's like, whoa, this was so easy. Why did I, you know, why have I been avoiding it all this time? Yeah, it's like you, it's like you emotionally dysregulated yourself away from the anxiety you thought you had. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so so it is interesting to to look back at some of these old stories I have where I could just remember very clearly these feelings that I was focusing on or, you know, by accident and, and unable to feel the other parts that were actually really positive about the situation. Um, and it's also interesting to now realize what actually is the most helpful piece of this, which is simply to do exactly what we're talking about. And that's to be analytical and objective about this phenomenon in itself. So I now know that I have ADHD and I now know that I have emotional dysregulation. So when I'm getting caught up in certain feelings, I have this kind of sub process running in the background that reminds me like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, you're frustrated and that's not just going to disappear or evaporate, but you're also excited. You're also kind of happy to be in this situation. You're also kind of enjoying this work. So there's like six different emotions you might be feeling. So, you know, it's not that we have a superpower now of, oh, I'm objective. I can just like delete the anxiety or delete the frustration, but it's just you kind of zoom out and you can see a couple extra things at once. And that's just by understanding that you have this problem. And it's a yeah, really yeah, helpful no. way to do that. Yeah. Go on. And um, yeah, so I was just going to say, if you're proactive because you've realized this about yourself, when you can feel yourself bubbling up with a certain emotion, whether that's positive or negative or even just neutral, it's again, you're not going to have a magical power to change your emotions at will because I don't think anyone can do that. But you can just notice how many other emotions are happening at the same time, which is a very, very, very powerful tool. That's That's been my number one recommendation for people when they ask me these types of questions. It's like, well, just observe. And once you can observe, you're already that much farther ahead of where you used to be. Yeah, um, kind of building on what you just said, that is, well, to be perfectly honest, I think that is exactly my strategy as well and probably a lot of people's strategies to kind of deal with emotional dysregulation. Uh, but to kind of build on that, yes, it isn't easy. You know, it's, um, you know, Rob and I, you know, we've, we've been doing this for a while so we can kind of 
uh, it, it's not immediate. So, you know, I don't, I don't feel sad immediately go, oh, I feel sad. I have to work on it. Uh, initially, when I started kind of, you know, doing these exercises, um, it would take me, you know, a couple of days, maybe a, maybe a week. Uh, with practice, you know, I got it down to a week. And now I can usually tell when I'm feeling upset uh, within like half a day. It's not immediate, you know. It, it, it might sound we're saying like it's immediate, but no. And like, so essentially what you, as I said before, and, you know, kind of like reiterating what Rob just said, um, we're basically saying if you feel sad, right, uh, don't just kind of like spiral. <laughs> you know, it's, no one's no one's choosing to do what I understand. But you know, kind of, I, I, I try to understand what I'm saying here. Um, take a breath. Take a take a yeah. second. Yeah, take a second. Step back, and you know, don't let yourself um, kind of like spiral down because of this emotion, um, because of the the time issues. You know, time blindness. Uh, because of our focusing issues, oftentimes when we're feeling a certain emotion, it can feel like we're stuck. You know, all we can remember is feeling bad because, you know, we can't think of the we can't remember the past. We can't think of the future. So all we feel is the, the sadness, you know, the bad feeling. So what we're saying is, and again, this will take a lot of practice, a couple of years. This That's how long it took me. Yep. Learn to take a breath, step back. And kind of see that, you know, there's there's a lot more happening. You know that don't don't. It's like a quicksand. You know, like you, you don't want to kind of like fall deeper and deeper into the quicksand. Um, when you know, does my analogy make sense? Yeah, it uh, does. Because no, 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 I was going to add to that because if you're um if you're in some sort of quicksand, let's say, and you know, you, yeah, thinking about being in the quicksand isn't going to make you not in the quicksand right? Noticing that you're sad or noticing that you're frustrated or noticing that you're angry isn't going to make you not angry or not frustrated or not sad. But taking that one breath, kind of, you just look around to see what else is out there. And then you're going to continue to be sad because you're brand new to this, or you're going to continue to be angry because you're brand new to this. But just taking that like one step, literally one second and saying out loud or just in your head, hmm, I'm sad right now because of this X for, for this reason. And that one or two seconds is enough to start building a more objective and analytical view into what you're feeling. I actually love the quicksand analogy because again, you're not going to, you know, float out of the quicksand like a Jedi or something like that. You're, but you're still in the quicksand, but now you kind of understand your surroundings a little bit more and it only takes one or two seconds. Yeah. And, um, Thank you for that. I actually found a good uh, uh, kind of like um, I found the rest of the analogy. <laughs> uh, so so the emotion is the quicksand. You're stuck in the quicksand. What you don't want to do is panic. You know, that's that's what we're doing. I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, I'm in mean, a quicksand. What, what will I do? What will I do? What we're essentially saying is don't panic. Uh, I think that's just good quicksand uh, kind of yeah. advice in general. Look around you, you know, while you're panicking. Oh, there is a you know, there's a there's a. I don't know, a vine of some kind that you can kind of reach out and grab that you wouldn't have noticed if you were just there kind of like panicking, yep. you know, kind of like learn to kind of observe your surroundings, you know, look around you, be like, this isn't the end of the world. That is actually what I tell myself. I say, this isn't the end of the world. It might feel like I'm stuck, uh, you know, I'm going to be stuck feeling like this forever, but it will pass. And again, this takes a lot of practice, years and years of practice, but it is worth it because, yep. um, 
yeah, I, I don't feel as bad as I used to when I was younger. And I don't feel as bad for as long as I used to when I was younger, which was weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Now it's like a day and a half. Yeah, and, and you're able to... The other thing, too, is if you do look around and you really do feel like there is no immediate solution, well, that's a great prompt for you to ask for help or to look around to see what new things you can try or, or, or alternative things you can do, even if there's no immediate solution. So it's just like, I, yeah, I, Danny, you really did hit it home, but I love the way that you you talked about like how how much it removes this sinking feeling like you're the the time that you're in these like certain emotions is way less and like for for me now i i'm i'm not at that same company anymore but i imagine if i was in a sim- similar situation i would still get frustrated the frustration hasn't disappeared but i would have that one or two seconds to think to myself okay hold on wait a minute yeah this is frustrating but it's also good in these ways and it's also sort of neutral feeling in these other ways and you know that's kind of deal with the frustration instead of just feeling frustrated yeah i'm gonna feel this i'm gonna think about this frustration okay yeah this frustration is real but there's also other things that i can think about and you know if i do this like one thing right away then actually i can really reduce the amount of frustration i'm gonna feel for the next couple hours so maybe i'll just do that and again it's not perfect it doesn't fix everything right away but it's like a better path to take than just like Danny said, panicking or, you know, just falling into the quicksand even further or something like that. Um, It's a, it's a really powerful tool and it sounds kind of simple, but it really is just, um, you know, a lot of people just call this mindfulness and, and that is what it is. It's just being analytical and objective about, about what you're feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, mindfulness is basically just when you kind of take a second to your, uh, for yourself and just kind of think about how you're feeling why you're feeling things like that um no and and one last thing before we wrap up because i think we've covered nearly everything um because of adhd we are impatient yes. and because of the impatience we often want you know our issues our problems our difficulties to be solved now so you know <laughs> um i feel bad I want to stop feeling bad now, you know, yep. that, you know, that's even if you don't think it consciously, that is how we're feeling inside. Unfortunately, that's not how anything goes. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, things will take time. Things will take a lot of time. Yep. And it's it especially difficult to like being frustrated or being angry is very stimulating. Oh, that is a salient feeling to be in a brain fog all day and all of a sudden you're angry it, it kind of feels good that your brain is finally focusing on something so it, it's it's unfortunate but it is true and being mindful about that even even being mindful about that fact is has been highly positive for me in dealing with this type of thing so it's like like danny has reiterated a lot of times it's a very long-term battle it's going to take you a while possibly years possibly five years um until you really feel like you're able to take those breaths automatically but damn does it work really well once you get it going yeah and even then um rob and i aren't experts you know we're basically just kind of like learning to you know take kind of like walk without support 
you know like this yep. is this is this is something this is a process that we developed for the rest of our lives rob and i are only at a point where we're able to kind of like look back and be like okay i, I you know like I, I can finally see how this is done consciously you know we, we, it's not like we're you know ex- experts in the field either um, and just to kind of reiterate what you just said, because you keep bringing up interesting inf- uh, facts. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, this is one of the reasons um, that, you know, we, people with ADHD, uh, have to be careful about, like, drama or, you know, kind of these kinds of toxic emotions because they're quite exciting. They're quite stimulating. Oh, yeah. And oftentimes when the alternative is being bored, we can find ourselves... Uh, either self-sabotaging, sabotaging relationships, being, you know, drawn to toxic people just because, you know, it, it gets the it gets the heart pumping and it gets the dopamine flowing. Yep. Um, yeah, but it's it's really bad in, in the long term, like just in general for our mental health, for our emotional health and just for our physical health. Actually, it's not good for the heart. Exactly. Yeah. I think we should wrap up now, Rob. I think we've been rumbling for quite a while. Yeah, let's do it. Um, If you have a question you'd like us to address on this podcast, go to butthethingis.com and there's a big button that says ask a question. So go there and then just mention in your question that it will be that you'd like us to answer it on the podcast and we will do so. Like, subscribe, follow, rate, thumbs up. Happy yeah, face, completely forgot all the everything. Good I blanked. Lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Uh, thanks for listening. I've been Danny and Rob. Bye bye.